Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chanko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. The following conversation features Lisa Gorsline, the general manager and president of Corpus Christi Athletic Club in Texas, on the topic of leadership. We discuss all of the creative ways Lisa has maintained a positive culture through COVID, the many leadership lessons learned, and much more. Enjoy. This edition is sponsored by Club Solutions Mastermind Groups. The Club Solutions Mastermind Groups offer peer-to-peer support that's affordable, convenient, and for all levels of health club management. Go to clubsolutionsmgx.com for more information. All right, Lisa. Uh, first off, thank you so much for joining me on the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. I really appreciate it. It's always good to see you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, first off, can you just give me a kind of quick update on Corpus Christi Athletic Club? How have things been going since you reopened? I know you guys are in Texas, which has had you know a lot of challenges with COVID. Um, yeah, just what's been going on? Great, yeah. Um, in Corpus Christi, Texas, it's very warm here. So um, COVID loves warm. So we have been inundated with cases. As far as the athletic club goes, um, We are a 110,000 square foot facility. We are a family facility. Um, Pre-COVID, Rachel, I had over 200 employees and now I have 111. So we we cut about 50% of our staff. Um, And like all other clubs, we are asking all employees to do a little bit more with a little bit less. But again, we know on the other side of this, we're all going to be better and we're going to be stronger. So everybody on the team is willing to do so. Yeah. Wow. A 50% reduction in staff. That's no small thing. No, it isn't. And as far as our member attendance, uh, we opened back up in May. We were closed for two months, like most clubs. And when we opened back up, we were only seeing about 32, 33% of our normal attendance. And now we're up to around 60 to 65%, which, you know, it's it's a steady slide. So that's a good thing. My staff is getting used to it being a little bit more busy. And prior to uh, COVID, we were seeing about 2,000 people a day. And we all just had a celebration because last week, every day, we saw over a thousand people. So that was like a great celebration for us. Awesome. So are you, you know, feeling a little bit more optimistic about the future as we head into 2021? I am. I am. I I think with the vaccines coming out and more people, you know, getting vaccinated, I think people are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, We are excited about how clean the club is because uh, prior to COVID, um, our medallia cleanliness score was 9.2 out of 10. And now we're at a 9.8. So we've actually improved in our members' eyes, which is a good thing. What we're doing is everybody when they come in to work out, everybody gets their own sterilized, sanitized bottle and a a towel. And we ask that they spray down the equipment prior to use, just in case somebody didn't clean it before they got on the the piece of equipment. And then we ask them to spray it down afterwards. 
Um, so, and we also have all of our equipment um, blocked off every six feet. So uh, every Sunday for our cardio, what we do is we change the caution tape so that all the cardio equipment is getting equal use. Wow, well, that's amazing that your uh, NPS score has gone up during the pandemic. Um, in addition to like the enhanced cleaning and you guys just doing a really great job with all of the COVID product protocols, what else do you think has contributed to that rise in mem member positivity towards the club? Uh, Rachel, I think just getting out into the community a little bit more, um, sharing with the community. If we do hear of a case that a member was in the club, they didn't catch it in the club, but they found out after they visited the club, I do contact tracing where I look at my video um, and I try to contact every member that that member was in touch with uh, without a mask or not six foot distance, like in the locker room perhaps. Um, and then we notify those members. And then we don't have to buy code, but we do send out an email to our members stating that on such and such day, we were informed that we had a member utilizing the facility um, and they were COVID positive. So I, I think that helps our community and our members feel comfortable knowing that the communication is there because Rachel, how I think of it is, what would I want the club to do for me as the grandmother of my grandson? If I'm bringing my grandson into the club to work out, I would want the club to be absolute transparent and communicate with me for the safety of my grandson. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yes. Um, well, any other successes that you feel you've had over the past 12 months? Um, as far as successes, I think resilience is, is one that is really, really uh, strong here. We have decided to take the attitude where we're not going to have all the answers. We're not going to be able to figure everything out overnight. Still, even today, after COVID has been around, what, almost a year, we're still trying to figure out the ever-changing CDC guidelines and, you know, all the policies that are continuously changing. So we have decided to be as resilient as we can. We as a team sit down and we try to talk about it. We give each other, you know, our opinions, our feedback, and then we try to come up with whatever we can come up with to make the member feel comfortable and safe and to make the employee comfortable and safe. And then what we do at that point is we go with it. And if a week later the needle moves, we move with it. We've got to be very flexible. We look at it, we figure it out. And if we have to change the policy, we change it. My philosophy through COVID is if nobody gets hurt and nobody dies, it's okay to make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that leadership intervention and fostering of resiliency is really important, especially during this time, because people are just getting fatigued mentally. Employees, especially. Would you agree? I would agree 100%. So for the fatigue, what we're trying to do with our employees is 
I'm trying to make it as fun as I can. And we do a weekly meeting with my team leaders, my managers and, and directors level. And what we're doing right now is we're figuring out what our why is. And we've been doing this for three weeks. We try to figure out why do we get up in the morning? Why do we come to work? Why are we working so hard through COVID? And we're coming up with a sentence of why we do what we do. And then we're going to remind each other every time we come up with a new program or um, a new marketing uh, plan, we're going to go back to our why and say, are we doing it because this is why we want to do it? Or are we doing it because that's what we've always done and we feel comfortable doing it? Yeah. So um, we're trying to give my employees that mental ability to kind of have fun with it here at the club, um, try to get out of their comfort zone, try to use their brain a little bit more so that they don't get mentally fatigued. So we're doing a lot of really fun things here. Yeah. I love that. And I, uh, just from talking to you in the past, I know that you even did little stuff like putting up a, a brick, a fake brick wall where people could, you know, write in chalk what they missed about the club during shutdown. And I'm assuming employees also engaged in that as well, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and it was really great to see. I had a separate wall for employees in the break room. And what was really great, I really got to know some of the employees better because I saw somebody put, I want to spend more time with Oscar. And I'm like, who is Oscar? Oscar was their pet cat. So now I know one of my employees wants to spend more time with Oscar. We also did something yesterday, Rachel, I, I, I said to my staff, what can we do that's really fun for Groundhog Day? And so we did, we uh, pulled up pictures of groundhogs, printed them on cardstock, and hid 20 groundhogs around the club. And we made announcements to the members, if you find, you know, happy Groundhog Day, if you find a groundhog, bring it to the front desk. And then we had a basket of different prizes and they got to pick whatever price fit their needs the best. And we had anything from guest passes to uh, water caps to towels. And it, it was just, it was really neat to see members getting off the machines and literally walking around the club trying to find pictures of groundhogs. So I just encourage everybody, especially <laughs> during this stressful time, just to try to think outside the box and do fun things because the employees and the members are just going to love you for it. Yeah. Gosh, I'm sure the members loved that because um, novelty is not a thing right now um, or there's not as much novelty in our lives. Everyone's just kind of doing the same thing. You know, they're maybe they're working from home and the gym's the only place that they get to go um, or, you know, the employees, maybe the gym's literally the only time they go outside of their home. So yeah, I think creating those like little fun moments of novelty or, is just a great idea. Yeah, that is so true. A lot of um, a lot of the members are telling me that this is the only place that they go, except for, of course, the grocery store. And one of the members I saw one day, Rachel, just sitting in the lobby and he was reading a book and I asked him what he was reading. And he, you know, started telling me all about, you know, the 
you know, this book that he's involved in and how it, it's really helped him. And so what we did is we put up a uh, bookshelves in our lobby and it's bring a book, then take a book. Just like you see, you know, in, in people's front yards, we brought yeah. it to the lobby in the club. And it is so neat because you see a member going up to the bookshelf and they're looking through these used books and another member will come over and say, hey, this book, I read this book. I just dropped it off last week. You need to try this book. You'll really like it. So basically with something as simple as a bookshelf with used books on it, I'm creating an environment where our members can socialize with each other and our employees can socialize with the members. So that's really what I've been trying to concentrate on over the next um, couple months is what can I do safely around the club that will help members and employees socialize with each other, communicate with each other, um, just so everybody can start to feel more comfortable and try to get back to normalcy as much as we can. Yeah, I love it. Well, um, let's shift gears a little bit to talking just about, you know, leadership learning lessons. <laughs> For you, what have been the biggest leadership learning lessons over the past 12 months or so? Oh, do you have all day, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I think is just, it, it. it's so basic and it's so simple, but just go back to being kind we have to be kind to each other. And I, I know that sounds really silly, but everybody is so stressed right now and everybody is on edge. And, you know, it's just been, you know, with the, the political platform and, and then the riots and, you know, the discrimination. I, I just think everybody is just wound up so tight right now. And so if we just go back to being kind, just noticing one another, you know, letting somebody know, hey, that color looks good on you. You know, we never know what somebody is going through, whether it's your member or your employee. We don't know what's going on in their real world. And something as, as kind as you look great in that color or, hey, you, you did a great workout today. I, I think that's one thing that I've learned. Another thing that I've learned is, and this is really tough because I am not a patient person at all. I want everything done right away. Yeah. Um, so I've learned to practice patience um, because nothing is the way it used to be. And if we expect things to go back to exactly the way they're going to be, we're going to be the most impatient environment in the world. We have to just know that it's okay that things are changing and going to continue to change. But to be impatient on top of that, just it, it doesn't do anybody any good. And the last thing that I learned, Rachel, is to take care of you and me. Everybody has to take care of themselves because if we don't take care of ourselves, nobody else is going to do it for us. And as a leader, we have to be on task 100% of the time. They're looking at us as leaders for the answers, for the way to go, for security. And if 
we're not sleeping and we're not eating and we're not exercising and we're on edge, our members and our employees are going to feel that. So um, one of the strong things I've learned through all this is uh, some things I just can't control. So I need to be kind about it. I need to be patient about it. And then I need to take care of me. Thanks again to our sponsor, Club Solutions Mastermind Groups. The Club Solutions Mastermind Groups offer peer-to-peer support that's affordable, convenient, and for all levels of health club management. Go to clubsolutionsmgx.com for more information. Yeah, what are some things that you do to take care of your mental or mental and physical health? Um, am I correct in remembering that you do meditation? I do meditation and I do stretching and I am known as Miss Hallmark. Um, I have a craft room that when I can't sleep, I go into the craft room and I love to make homemade cards for my employees and also the members. Um, whenever we know a member's gone through a tough time or has maybe lost somebody, um, I'll make a homemade card for them and we all sign it and we send it to the member because I don't know, Rachel, do you remember the last time you received a handwritten card or a handwritten note? I mean, it, it doesn't exist anymore, right? Uh, the only person that does it is my husband's dad. He has maintained sending cards in the mail and every once in a while we'll randomly get one from him. And it means so, it honestly means so much. It's thanks your day. That is so, that is awesome. And, and that warms my heart because it just, it doesn't happen nowadays. Even our kids in school, they, they're not learning cursive. They're, you know, they're so used to being on their tech toys and, you know, it just means a lot when somebody gets a handwritten note. So um, I try to do that as well. And, and that gives me great comfort and calming because I'm thinking about that person while I'm making that card. I try to think what's their favorite color, what's their favorite flower, what's their favorite, you know, pet. And I, I try to design the card to meet their needs. Yeah, I love it. Well, anything else on leadership, um, learning lessons or just your general leadership philosophy? Yes, I, Rachel, to be honest with you, I've learned something um, during the COVID is um, every single process or policy or procedure, our team has taken it and we've dissected every single item. And we're asking ourselves, okay, we've always done it this way, but why do we do it this way? Why do we ask for addresses? Why do we ask for the ages? Why do we ask for signatures? And we found that we were just doing a lot of things just because that's how we've always done it. So we've taken this downtime to just start one by one, looking at different processes and figuring it out. Another thing that I, I think everybody has learned to do is trimming the fat um, because before COVID, I think, you know, all of us had a few B and C players um, and we just kept thinking, okay, we can help this employee. We can change this employee. But when COVID came around and we didn't need to bring back all of our employees, 
we were forced to choose the A players from the C, C players, unfortunately. So I think another uh, thing that I've learned through all this is learning to trim the fat, learning to accept it, and learning to operate with it efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you guys were really dissecting your processes and operations, do you have like maybe one example of something that you guys looked at and realized, oh, wow, like we really could do this better or maybe we don't need to do it at all? Absolutely. I, I kind of started touching on it a little bit. It was our guest registers. When our guests were coming in, we were getting their name, their addresses, their ages, because we wanted to know if they were a distinguished senior citizen so that they got a discount. Um, and I interviewed a couple of the guests. And you know what the number one complaint was? Why do you ask me for my age? So what we did was uh, members can't use the club by themselves under 13. So we just did the age brackets to fit what our needs are. So we had them circle if they're age one to 12. And then 13 to 18, they can be on the membership, circle that. And then we skipped all the way to 65 and older and they circle that. So now we're not asking for ages, but we're still getting the information that we need. And then the addresses, we're not gonna go visit them at their house, but we've, we've always asked for addresses. So now we've changed that to email. And I know that it, I know that it sounds so simple and silly, but if you go back and look at some of the paperwork that you know we just do because we've always done it, um, we're gonna find that we probably can scale back a little bit and make it a little bit better for our members and for our guests and for our employees. Yeah, I mean, it, the details matter. So <laughs> I yes. think this is all good stuff to be thinking about for sure. Yes, and it, it just, it made me think, okay, what can we do during a quiet time that, you know, we can use our, our time more efficiently and, and work on some projects that normally we wouldn't have time to work on and, and, and trimming the fat and uh, uh, dissecting the process is two of the major things that we did. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've talked about a lot of great stuff in regards to leadership and culture. Um, I, I do want to move on to rebounding strategies here in a little bit, but anything, is there anything more that you want to share on leadership or just culture? No, Rachel, only, the only thing that I, I think that I want to share is just always be true to yourself. Always be who you are and don't try to be something else because that's going to come through, especially in a crisis. The 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 fake is going to come through. So and and just be transparent to your employees. You know, going into this, I had a sit down talk with them, and I said, I I I don't know where this is going to go, but I want to let you all know that I will take care of you and your families and our company. The best way that I know how. And I might be calling on you sometime to help me figure it out because all of us, this is new to all of us. There was no textbook. There was no college course. There's, you can't, you know, Google it. it it's something that we just had to learn day by day. And thank goodness I have a strong team that we can share with each other and 
and we figured it out and we're still figuring it out. And so just always, always be true to yourself and be true to your team. Yeah. Well, what are some, you know, strategies that you're using to rebound in 2021? Um, any things that you're doing to set up the business for success? Yes, ma'am. Um, we have created the three C's and the first is communication. We are communicating, we're over communicating with our employees because during COVID, um, that was one of their concerns. You know, are we still going to know what's going on in the club? Are we still going to know what's going on with our company? Are we still going to know what's going on with our members? So I did make a commitment to them that I will try to practice better communication. And we're doing the same thing with our members as well. Um, we're not inundating people with emails because, you know, everything's almost gone virtually now. So, you know, we don't want you just to be in their inbox to be in their inbox. But we try to send out a communication and we always try to um, include something positive, something happy and uh, a motivational message. The second C is the cleanliness which you and I already spoke about through the medallia scoring. Um, I, I feel we were clean before COVID, but I think we're even cleaner now because we, like most clubs, we're paying attention to it more. It's on everybody's agenda. But I do notice that members are saying, wow, you guys were clean before, you're even cleaner now. So we just try to go around and try to remind members, please pick up after yourself. Please clean, clean after yourself because we all, it, 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 this is an every, everybody's in this together. So everybody has to do their part and, and take accountability for their own cleanliness. And the third C is community. Um, we have uh, decided to get out into the community more, to be there for them when they need us. We don't just want to be the health club that the members come to. We want to try to find out what the needs of the community are and to try as a, a, a company, a growing company in Corpus Christi to go out and help in the community, no matter what that need possibly is. Yeah. Yeah, those are awesome initiatives. Um, and yeah, any other things that you're doing um, that you think other operators would benefit from hearing about or any final pieces of advice? One other thing that I, I've really been trying to do, Rachel, is, is empowering uh, others by educating them and pushing them to grow. During COVID, uh, a lot of people had a lot of time on their hands. So I encouraged them to take a virtual course or to get out their, you know, their old textbook or, you know, to read about something that they've been interested in and have never taken the opportunity or the time. Um, I think because I think education right now is important. The more we learn about COVID, the more we learn about our companies, the more we, we learn about our members, I think the better off we're all going to be in leading each other through this journey. Yeah, well, that's really important. 
Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think we touched on all the, uh, or just touched on a lot of really great stuff. Anything else that's on your mind? No, I, I just, I just want to wish everybody the best. And, and again, just please be kind to yourself, be kind to others, be patient. And just know, I think on the other side of all this, we're all going to be stronger. And to be honest with you, I mean, a hurricane could blow through Corpus Christi and that's going to be nothing compared <laughs> to what we're dealing with today. So, and, and we've been through a lot of hurricanes in Corpus Christi. We're right on the water. But um, when I, I've been sharing with all my employees is you can cover your nose and your mouth with your mask, but don't you ever ever cover your heart because when you do that you shut down and it's not productive and it's it, it's not good for anybody around any of us so just always keep that open heart and always know there's always somebody out there that has it worse off than than we do and that wraps up this episode of the club solutions magazine podcast Thank you for listening. And if there are future topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes, please let me know at rachel at clubsolutionsmagazine.com.